What's up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles is here. Okay, so right now I'm on this podcast and it's saying you can record for up to 30 minutes in your web browser. If you'd like to record for longer, you can use any app on your computer and then upload the file. Like, Anchor, why? Why? Why are you making it so hard for us to, to record on our on a computer? It's so much more convenient on the computer because I have my Blue Yeti mic. Um, I don't know if it sounds better. Um, right now I'm recording on my Blue Yeti, so let me know which quality you like better, the, the Yeti mic or my phone. Okay. Anyway, so this episode is going to be about my apartment hunt which has been an absolute fucking nightmare. Absolute nightmare. I'm going to go over my asshole landlord, the sociopath. I'm going to go over how hard it was to find a place, my current situation, how I was over able to overcome a bunch of bullshit to get an apartment. I am so fed up that I even forgot to do the regular intro for the podcast guys um but you all know sultan of strangles is here aka the kimura king aka the ayatollah of ankle locks and if you don't know yet go on flow grappling and there's a new reality show coming out may 18th where i'm going to be featured on it so things are about to blow up for the gym i want you guys to be a part of it okay so don't be a stranger Share the podcast, rate it five stars, show everybody, all right? Let's make the Sultan's empire continue to grow, all right? So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. So let's uh, let's go back to the raw beginnings of the story. My mother has COPD. She's not doing too well, so I have to take care of her, okay? I got to make sure everything's okay, that she's breathing, her oxygen, everything. So it's it's always been a real pain in the ass to move out. I have the money to move out, but I just said I'll stick around. I'll help with the bills. I'll pay for everything, and I'll just take care of my family. Um, we moved to uh, an apartment complex. My stepdad and my mom did this while I was away in Iran. I, I come back from Iran, and I see we no longer have our house, and um, we're in this shithole apartment complex in Elmwood Park, Morgan Properties. It's right on um, Broadway, right by uh, where the Pathmark or Acme used to be. Um, You think Elmwood Park is a nice place? Absolute shithole. This place is the fucking hood. Music always playing. Kids asking me for cigarettes outside. The cops are always here. I don't know what the hell made them choose this. My stepdad and my mom don't have the best credit, so I think this was the only place I would give a place to them. And I get here, and I'm just in total shock. Like, my whole world had gone to shit. Um, The walls are paper thin, and the upstairs neighbors are the biggest pieces of shit ever. They make so much noise. And um, after a while, my mom started to feel a little better. I'm like, Mom, I can't. This is this. I cannot live in this environment. This is a nightmare. This is a fucking nightmare. She started feeling a little bit her health-wise, so 
I just, um, I said, you know what, let's, let's, let's venture out somewhere close. You know, I've tried to move to California before I've moved to Brooklyn before. And that type of distance was a problem because when there was an emergency, I couldn't get, I couldn't get to help my mom in a short amount of time. And when I was in Cali and I was in uh, Brooklyn, there was a lot of just depression and anxiety just because of fear. I'm like, I need to know that I could be there in a short amount of time and I could. So I went on Craigslist. I went on Zillow. I went on a bunch of places, tried to find an apartment. Um, and I found a room in Bloomfield. I go, I open the door. The owner of the house greets me. And immediately I see a dog and I'm like, nope, definitely not going to want to be here. Um, so he shows me the place. The room is decent. Uh, it's the second floor of a house. Um, there's a bathroom. It's a big room. And um, he wanted to charge me $1,200 <laughs> like for that room, which you could get an apartment for. So I told him, listen, I'm pretty much only coming here to sleep because I get up. I go train, I teach, I do accounting, I go home, I have dinner with my mom, maybe watch a show and then come back. So I'm so busy that I'm literally only going to be sleeping here. So we agreed on $1,000, which I still think is way too much for what I had. It was a fucking, I'll tell you what, what was wrong with the room later. So I do that um, and he says, I need you to sign a contract. It's a fucking handwritten piece of paper. It's like five pages. Easily could be typed, by the way. Handwritten. And by now I'm getting like real weird vibes. I'm like, this guy's fucking weird. Definitely seems like he's on drugs. And I just told him I'm not, I'm not signing a handwritten contract. <laughs> I just said, halfway through the conversation, he goes, where are you from? And I go, Iran. And then he starts speaking Farsi with me. At that point, I'm like, oh, man, I have to move in here. Because just to tell you a little bit about Persian culture, we um, our handshake for us is as good as a contract. You know, if you fuck each other over, the whole community will know and uh, it will cause problems. So Iranians, we we watch each other's back and we definitely go out of our way for each other. So when I found out he's Iranian, you're like, you know what? Let's do this. So we did a handshake deal and we're going to do month to month, a thousand dollars a month. Okay. Um, and then it was good for a while, but then things started to get very odd, very, very, very fucking odd. And, um, I'm like, yep, it's time to leave. And that's the, the part that I will get into in the next segment. You guys are going to be definitely <laughs> on the edge of your seat here because shit gets real weird. All right. So uh, before I start this segment, I just want to go over something. Um, I get I get a, I get surprisingly a lot of messages on my Instagram about this podcast. And um, I must say, guys, um, we just hit 12,000. And, you know. To me, that's a lot, but if you look at it compared to the other podcasts, you know, it's really not. 
So it makes me wonder, like, sometimes, I, I'm not going to lie, I get a little demotivated. I'm like, uh, yeah, what the fuck am I doing, man? I'm like, should I even be, um, should I even be doing this? And I'm not going to lie, today I really didn't have the motivation to do this. But then I remembered the procrastination episode that we did. Um, you don't always, you're not always going to want to do the things you like. You know, I usually like doing this podcast, but I've been under the weather lately. Stuff with this, with the family and, and jujitsu and um, the apartment, all that has been weighing on me. And, and, and I've just been kind of like demotivated. But sometimes you just got to say, shut the fuck up to your inner bitch and keep doing it. So, you know, as, as I'm going more and more into this episode, I'm, I'm starting to get into the flow state. If you haven't listened to the procrastination episode, I highly suggest you give it a shot. Okay. All right. So um, back to where we were. Um, with, with my handshake deal, we agreed on three things I needed. Number one. I know you have a dog. You told me your dog is quiet. Let's let's agree on being quiet. Good. Number two, laundry. I don't have much laundry because I, you know, I'll, I probably need to use the laundry room every now and then. Good. And then number three, I paid a lot of money for my car. It's my dream car and I want a place to park it. Those are the things we agreed on with the parking. He starts parking his car at the edge of the driveway. That the driveway is uh, massive, by the way, could easily hold like twenty-five different cars. And when I said, "Hey, I got to park my car here," he's like, "We never agreed on that." I said, "Yes, we did." And then eventually, he's like, "All right, you could park." And then still, some nights he would park his car in the edge again. To, I, sometimes I think it was to test me. I don't know what was going on. Number two, laundry. Um, the laundry was in the basement and he would just lock the basement. I'm like, is there a reason you lock the basement? He said, yeah, I just don't want things to get rearranged. I'm like, I'm not going to rearrange anything. I'm just going to wash my clothes every once in a blue moon. And that was always a problem. The noise. Of course, he said the dog was, was quiet, but 2 a.m. Hey, let's let the dog out to just bark for half an hour. Oh, 6 a.m. Let's just let the dog out to bark. So pretty much didn't hold true to anything he said, which really, really, really pissed me off. Number three. I understand that you say your dog is your best friend, but your dog is not your best friend. Your dog likes your dog loves the food that you give it. If you stop feeding your dog, it's just going to go love the next person that feeds it. And I really think we have a huge problem in this country with people that are hyper obsessed with their pets. And he definitely had a very unhealthy relationship with his dog. It was really bad. Brought the dog to work, always with the dog, slept with the dog. I've never, I never saw him away from the dog. Um, at nighttime, sometimes I would hear like fucking whining and moaning from downstairs. I don't know if something sexual was going on, but yeah, it was very 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 weird listen don't ever let your relationship with your pet get in the way with your relationship with human beings because this guy didn't have many friends he had like two very very old guys that would come once in a while they seemed like they were on a lot of drugs it was very weird a very weird situation um 
if you have a choice to go out with your friends, meet people, make real relationships, or walk your dog, go out with your fucking friends. You should always walk your dog. You should take care of your dog, but not to the point where you're hyper obsessed. It's really bad. I've seen some people that it's really bad and you try to talk to them and they're just very awkward. And it's like you've spent so much time with your pet that you just forgot how to act around people because your pet is never going to tell you you're an asshole. Your pet is never going to tell you that you're doing something wrong because it can't. So these unhealthy behaviors are just going to continue. By the way, unhealthy obsession with the dog, always the dog, then just decides to leave the country for three weeks and leave the dog alone in the house. And I've never seen this fucking dog so depressed. It had no idea where it was. It just sat in the same spot for three weeks, didn't move. I tried to like feed it. I tried to take care of it. Yeah, it was it was, it was tough. Um, some people are just psychotic, man. It's really bad. Um, <laughs> one thing that I asked about that I didn't think was going to be a problem was this. Um, first time I ever brought a girl over. Um, she was very, uh, she was like very, um, self-conscious, like, oh my God, can he hear us? Oh my God, can he hear us? And then she left and she said, oh, I have to do the walk of shame. I'm like, don't worry about it. This place is huge. Can't hear anything. So I talked to him like, hey man, did you, were you, did you hear anything? You know, was that loud? Uh, and he's like, no, I didn't hear anything. I'm like, it's so, you know, it's cool that I bring girls back. It's like, yeah, we're guys, we're, we're men here. You know, we do what men do. I'm like, okay. So I didn't think of anything of it. Um, a couple months later, he had something else to say. <laughs> um, one night, it was 20 degrees out, freezing. I go in my room, freezing, because the heat in my room was broken. It was either on full blast to the point where the room would be a sauna or it would be off. There was no in the middle. So I had to like turn the knob or something. It was one of those old ass heaters. So my room was very cold. And I asked, you know, um, the heat's set to fucking 63 and it's 20 degrees out. Can we raise it up to a normal room temperature? And he goes, my comfort is more important to me than yours. Um, I've had enough with this and that. You bring girls back. They're screaming. Um, and, uh, all this shit. And I'm like, dude, first of all, we talked about this. You were okay with it with me and my girlfriend. Uh, second of all, none of your fucking business. I'm literally paying to be here. And I asked you if the noise was a problem. You said there was no noise. And then we got into like this big fight where he said, um, I never said you could use the laundry. I never said you could use the driveway. I never said you could, um, do this and that. Meanwhile, I literally, I would go to this place just to sleep, barely at this place, barely. And man, that argument really pissed me off. You know, sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm really pissed off that laws exist because I really want, wanted to punch him in the face that night. Someone could be, how someone could be such a scumbag and, uh, and just get away with it. So I'm just like, whatever, bro. Uh, I'm, he said, as of tomorrow, there you get no more of the perks, the parking, the laundry. And I said, I said, guess what? If you think you're going to do that, we're going to have some serious problems here. 
So I just went to my room. I continued to use the parking, the laundry, everything. And um, he told me that his uh, wife was coming uh, in May and that I would have to get another place. Um, found a wife overseas. I promise you when she gets back, she she's going to. She's going to have a huge rude awakening because she's going to be competing with the dog. One more thing. Um, If you are a grown man and you own a home and you don't shovel your driveway when it snows, you are a complete bitch and you don't deserve to own a home. People could slip and break their neck. People could hurt themselves. You can hurt yourself. And it just looks bad. It just looks pathetic. When you don't shovel your own driveway and your sidewalk and the driveway and sidewalk was never, ever shoveled. Um, I don't know. I think he was like old money or something because he didn't work. He was just in the house all day or out or something. I think he came from big money and just didn't understand what work was. So that was another thing. The shoveling. When I see that, I'm like, ugh. anyway, so I had to find a new place and the apartment search started. Uh, next segment, I'm going to go over my apartment search, which was definitely very, very, very tough. Support for Rambling with Rack is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off free worldwide shipping with the code RAK, RAK, at manscaped.com. And if my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. Guys, Manscaped has truly changed my life. Y'all know Middle Eastern men. We got some serious dense forestry down there. I have tried everything. I've tried the -the over-the-counter buzzers. I have tried straight razors. I have tried regular razors. And nothing has made manscaping easier than Manscaped. All right, guys. So the Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived. And oh, man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your goodies. Guys, the ball deodorant, all right? Let's say you're on your last set of leg press at the gym and your girl hits you up, says, what are you doing? You don't have time to take a shower. You just take a quick little Um, whiff of that ball deodorant, wipe down there, and head over to her house. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0, the trimmer is a future of grooming, and dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is a waterproof and also has 400k LED spotlight you need for more precise shaves. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. Guys, as an Iranian man, I could attest to you that when using a regular buzzer, uh, if you go to my bathroom floor, it literally looks like you just entered the Amazon rainforest. So having the trimmer right now has made my job so much easier. You thought that was good, 
Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping worldwide with code word RAK, R-A-K. Get 20% off free shipping with the code R-A-K at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code word R-A-K. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. So, um, you know, many of you ask me, you have enough money to buy a house. Why aren't you not buying a house? And here's the thing. Y'all know I'm the tax man, right? And I run my own business. I know the legal ways to make my income lower. Depreciation, um, capital gains, loss carryovers. I know the ins and outs. So I don't show a lot of income. Um, And because of that, it's tough to get a loan. It's very tough to get a loan. Um, This is a big problem for me um, in the accounting world for my clients. They're like, hey, you know, we want um, tax avoidance, not tax evasion, which is illegal, tax avoidance. So doing certain things like a 1021 exchange where you sell a real estate property and buy another real estate property, you don't have to pay tax on that because you're you're going from one property to another. Um, if you are a real estate professional, your real estate professional losses count against your W-2 taxes. So there's a lot of ways you could save money by hiring a real accountant. But then these guys, when it comes time to get a mortgage or a loan, oh, well, the bank wants to show this amount of income. Well, you told me you didn't you wanted to show low amount of um, income last year and the year before. Now you're not going to get a loan. So that's kind of what's happening to me. I have to show income this year. I have to show in, uh, a lot of income next year to be able to buy a house. So for the apartment, they just wanted to see pay stubs, uh, my social security, my bank account, my credit score. If you listened to my last video, you'll find that my credit went from 850 to 550 in a matter of a month because of one small mistake that wasn't my fault. My credit is back up to like 750 now. Hopefully it gets back to 850, but my credit was good. My pay stubs, I just showed the income coming in from the gym and my accounting business. Um, and I got approved. But some of these other places, they wanted tax returns. They wanted references. <laughs> they wanted the last places you live. Like, bro, when I was a kid, my parents showed up to a place that said, hey, they found a place in a newspaper. Hey, 
we want to move we want to move in they go okay you have eight hundred dollars yes okay move in that's how easy it was i think that's the way it should be now oh we need this we need that we need your blood type we need a hair sample it's it's just insane another thing the median income the minimum wage has been the same for decades hasn't changed um the federal minimum wage the rental the amount to rent has literally tripled the median income has not risen that much the housing prices have got like a hundred thousand dollars above market value it's really bad the way things are run in this country um i'm checking out these shitholes 1600 to 1800 dollars two thousand dollars cramped up not nice no laundry in the unit i'm like bro who would pay to live here this is terrible um and man it's just shocking i was finally able to find a decent place i can choose to sign the lease on it tomorrow i'm still thinking about it it's 1700 and man i'm barely at my own place i just need a place to sleep and to do some things and i'm not at the apartment too much so 1700 steep thousand made sense but uh it, it's tough now the next thing the realtors i think there are not there are not enough people out there that are just realtors Has someone said hey go check out my cousin he's the he's the best and his instagram was all pictures of him selling homes, apartments, etc. And um it takes some weeks to get back to me. He sets me up with his assistant who I told her my uh preferences and she was just giving me things that I just did not ask for. And he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm running for office, so I'm going to put you with my other assistant." I'm like, "Bro, just forget about it." Another one. Um yeah, can we check this this and this spot tomorrow? Yeah, but I have clients. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I have clients at the gym. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm also a personal trainer. And I'm like, dude, this is <laughs> this is just wild now. Another one, hey, uh, yeah, I could only get back to you after 11 p.m. because I'm a dance instructor during the day. Dude, if you want to become a realtor, you could really corner the market. There's so many people out there that are just half-assing it. They're a realtor and this, a realtor and that. If you were just a full-time realtor and you really hustle, because it's definitely not an easy job. I could definitely see that it's a hard job. Do it. You can make a lot of money. But if you want to half-ass it, you want to dabble in real estate, dabble in this, you're just going to suck at both. But I finally found a decent realtor who just was able to find a lot of listings and meet with me. But once we found this, I wanted to negotiate for a lower price and he just folded, just refused to just even ask. He's like, oh, the landlord is going to be insulted. I'm like, so what if the landlord gets insulted? They wanted $1,700. I said, throw out $1,500. Let's, let's meet him in the middle. And he said, oh, they'll be in blah, 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 blah. And the other places that I saw really sucked. And I got it. And I got to get somewhere soon. 
because I cannot. I'm going to be at my mom's house for a week and it's a nightmare here. The neighbors suck. I need to just move into my own place. So I'm thinking I think I'm just going to sign the lease tomorrow. But a couple of things about being a real estate agent. Number one, the buyer is your client. So his best interests are your best interests. So when you want to negotiate the, the rent and you are refusing to negotiate the rent, it's just it's not a good look. Yes, I get it. I even told him, listen, I will pay you your original uh, one month rental fee at asking price of seventeen hundred. But get me the lower rent. And he said he asked. I, I, I just don't think he did. Um, so those are some things you should really take into consideration, whether you're a realtor or not. If you're going to do something in life, be good at it. Don't dabble in this, dabble in that. I'm a, I'm a gym owner. I bust my ass. I make my curriculum a week ahead of time. You know, I'm an accountant. I bust my ass. I do the, I do the best work I possibly can for my clients. I don't dabble in jujitsu and dabble in accounting. Those are the two things I'm really good at. And those are my, that's how I make my money. So guys, don't be a jack of all trades, master of none. Be a master of one or two. What's up, guys? This podcast is now sponsored by ExpressVPN. Sending data over an unencrypted internet connection is like sending a postcard. Your message is wide open for the mailman and any of those other nosy people to see. Whether you're connected to an unencrypted internet network on your phone, computer, tablet, TV, etc., you're sending countless pieces of information into the digital world that can be seen and intercepted by many different parties before they get to your intended destinations. Guys, go to expressvpn.com slash R-A-K for three months and a discount if you use my code. I will leave the link in the description. But a VPN or virtual private network creates a secure tunnel between your device and the internet. In other words, it puts an envelope around your postcard so no one could sneak a peek at your private correspondence. ExpressVPN protects you from hackers who try to steal your private information. Every time you connect to an unencrypted Wi-Fi network at airport, hotels, coffee shops, or even at home, you're at risk. A hacker connected to the same unencrypted Wi-Fi network can steal your personal info. With only basic computer knowledge, the hacker could even gain access to your passwords, financial details, or even your emails. ExpressVPN encrypts your internet connection using the highest standard of encryption currently available. If you'd like to take a hacker with a supercomputer billions of years to crack. Guys, I will not name what countries I've been to because I don't want to get killed, but I've been to some countries where Instagram, Facebook, social media is completely blocked by a firewall. And the only way you could view those things is a VPN. And thank God I had ExpressVPN on my visits and it made everything easy. I like to use DraftKings, which is a sports betting app. And if I'm not in New Jersey, it says, oops, not in New Jersey, you can't bet. But guess what? ExpressVPN, baby. I say, guess what, guys? I am in New Jersey and I put my bets in. Another thing I like to do with ExpressVPN, let's say you're watching a YouTube video and it says not available in your country or song not available in your country. Guess what? I'm going to make my VPN in whatever country I got to be to listen. If you're trying to get married to someone rich overseas, 
um, put your VPN in New York City, even though you live in Timbuktu, get matched with someone, uh, fall in love, and move over there. All right. Your internet service provider can see everything you do. Us ISPs can legally sell your data to ad companies. UK and Australian ICPs are required to keep logs of websites you visit, the apps you use, and the private conversations you have for one to two years. Governments, large corporations, websites constantly survey you and harvest your data for their own agendas. ExpressVPN puts a stop to that by encrypting all your data and hiding your location. Hey guys, ever um, have a conversation with your friends about something? And the next thing you know, you're getting an ad. Yep, that's right. When you let your microphone, um, give your microphone access to whatever app you're on, they could listen to whatever you're saying. You want to stop that? ExpressVPN, baby. ExpressVPN gives you unrestricted um, access to all parts of the internet. Many websites or apps are blocked or or restricted depending on where you are in the world. Certain countries even censor the internet and don't let you access websites freely. Think of a YouTube video you weren't able to watch, a website you couldn't visit, or a sports match you were unable to stream. What about stuff that's cheaper in other countries like Spotify subscriptions, flight tickets, online games? ExpressVPN allows you to reroute your connection to a server in a country of your choice, making geo restrictions a thing of the past. All right, guys, uh, I hope you end up using uh, ExpressVPN. They're sponsoring the podcast. I'm going to put a link in the description. If you don't want to look at the link, it's expressvpn.com slash R-A-K. That is expressvpn.com slash R-A-K. Hope you guys use it. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. It is now 2.30 in the afternoon, and I'm on Route 17. I remember when I was a kid, when I was growing up at this time, it was free. Pretty much nobody on the highway because everybody's at work. I don't know what's going on in the last, like, five years. New Jersey has become so overpopulated. Every other fucking corner you see these new fake-ass luxury apartments. It always says luxury apartment. It's one of those places where they literally pop up with a span of like two months. Like they built these places really, really fast. They all look exactly the same. I wish I could just send you guys a picture on this podcast, but you know what I'm talking about. If you live in New Jersey, especially if you live in New Jersey by the city, like the Harrison area, luxury apartments. (laughs) It's this area is very overpopulated but I don't want to leave because I grew up here my school is here my friends are here and another reason anytime someone leaves Jersey the new hot thing for Jersey people is to move to North Carolina or to move to um, or to move to Pennsylvania they're like I just want a huge plot of land And I just want to be, you know, have some space or whatever. When they're in Jersey, you see them, you hear from them. They're posting on social media. They're doing something with their life. As soon as they move to fucking North Carolina or Pennsylvania. And this is not anecdotal because I have freaking dozens of people. They leave and all of a sudden you never hear from them again. 
they become the hill people. Like, you know, you see their training jujitsu a little bit and then they stop. You see their posting what they're doing with their life and they stop. And then next time you see them when they visit, like, what are you been up to? Uh, nothing, just going to work and then coming home. And I'm like, damn, your life sounds like a lot of fun. I don't know what happens when people move to like these rural or semi-rural areas. They just disappear. And uh, they become different people, you know? When I was in Iran, um, I'm with my friends, family, etc. Facebook is blocked. Telegram is blocked. I think WhatsApp is blocked. You have to get a VPN to go on it. And uh, Instagram is not blocked. But, you know, after you see everything's blocked and it's hard to get on, you're like, oh, you know what, I won't post today. And then you're like, oh, I won't post tomorrow. And then then I can, I've been there to where you're like, ugh, it's kind of just, it's not what I'm about anymore. Which is why a lot of my friends and family in Iran, they're really not active on social media too much. Um, but they have actual lives. When I call them, they're doing things. They're working out. They're meeting with family. They're, they're fucking making a difference, you know? For some reason, when people move out of Jersey, they just become, I just call them the children of the corn because they just become completely blank slates. It's really, it's really bad. If you've seen people, this happen to people, let me know because I'm very interested in hearing your story. So this, uh, this landlord, I keep telling him to give me the, the, the signed lease so I could send to PSENG so that we can, um, so that we could, you know, get electricity, waited until Friday to tell me that the super has the lease. I call the super. I tell them, hey, I need the lease and I need my keys to move in. He goes, when does the lease start? I'm like, uh, Sunday. He says, if you want to come Sunday to move in, $50. I said, I don't, I don't need you to pad the walls up or anything, the elevator or anything. I just need the key. $50. I said, I'm not paying you $50. I'll just come pick up the keys. That's all I need. He gave me an attitude. And he's like, after a while, he's like, I don't want to start a fight with you before you move in. You come Sunday, 10 o'clock, and uh, I want uh, no $50. So I'm meeting him tomorrow. To get the fifty uh, to uh, to get my keys, and I'm thinking about just fucking grinding into this guy, like just 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 seeing, be like, hey man, you were real tough over the phone. What what happened? Because dude, imagine moving into an apartment. You haven't moved in yet. You're the super. You're maintaining the building and giving one of your one of your guys an attitude before they even move in. Can you imagine that? Is people just are real tough over the phone, but when you see them in person, everything changes. So I'll let you know what happens with that tomorrow. I am moving into my apartment tomorrow. Uh, I don't really have much furniture because in my old apartment, my room that I had, they he just gave me the bed, and I was pretty much just going there to sleep, and you know, bring friends over sometimes. This is gonna be the first time I have my own actual apartment in my own name. So. Uh, I gotta buy like couches, furniture and stuff And I've never done something like that So pretty excited about this If y'all have any advice, you let me know Because you know I don't like to pay market price for anything You know I'm not gonna go to Ikea and pay $500 for a couch 
Papa's going to go on Marketplace and Facebook and we're going to get some deals. Um, what was I going to say? Other than that, it's finally over. The move <coughs> is finally over. <coughs> and I'm happy I could finally just go somewhere that's my own. And I'm not dealing with a psychopath. I'm not dealing with dogs. I'm not dealing with annoying people. So last uh, voice um, I did for this podcast, I was talking about how big of an asshole the super was. And, um, and, I, and I said, let's see, let's see how tough he is when I see him face to face. So uh, I go and get my key from him. And when he sees me, complete 180 in personality. Oh, how are you? Um, you know, let me know if you need anything. And I told him, listen, thank you for the keys. I really didn't like how you spoke to me. I really did not like how you spoke to me on the phone. Uh, you know, I'm new here. I don't want any problems. And you're pretty, um, crass with me on the phone. And I'd really appreciate if that never happened again. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. That's the policy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we're good. We're good. Let's just keep it friendly going forward. So I got my keys and I moved in. And as soon as I opened the doors, I was like, damn, for the first time in my life, it's not just my parents' home that I'm helping pay. It's not a fucking room in a house with some psycho dog fucker. It's not a fucking apartment that I'm sharing. It is my apartment in my name. And I could do whatever I want here. I could walk around naked. I could cook whatever I want. I could invite whoever I want over. And it's a truly, truly beautiful feeling. It really is. It's really uplifting. I felt so free. And it was just amazing. Um, I look back on my life and I'm like, you know, my mom was sick and I didn't really have all the best opportunities, but I'm, I'm asking myself if I was younger, let's say, you know, I wanted to have my own place, but it was too expensive. Would I have to cut back expenses? If I could go back to my younger self, I'd be like, listen, if you want your own place, you don't have enough money, get another fucking job. You're working accounting, go fucking bounce on the weekends, get a side gig, do something to where you can live in your own place because once you have your own place and you have freedom and you have peace your productivity quadruples the 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 amount of efficiency quadruples if you meet a girl everything works out so much better you could just see the look in a girl's face when they ask you if you have your own place when you say no their face just drops. When you say I have a roommate, their face just drops. When you say you have a room in a house, they're like, uh. But when you say you have your own place, you could just fucking tell the look in their eyes. They're like, oh wow, this guy's legit. So if I go back to my younger self, I'll be like, bro, I don't give a fuck. Do what you gotta do to make that extra money. Like I could do YouTube videos now, I could do cooking videos, it's great. I'm so happy to have my own place. So, um, it is now June 7th and I moved into this apartment on May 15th 
And it was really cool. I wanted to release this episode a while ago, but I'm actually pretty happy that I didn't because now I can look back in retrospect and, um, you know, just uh, think about the decisions I made. So let me give you an update. Um, the place is a building made of cement, but the uh, walls from the ceilings are very fucking thin. So I just had a family move in upstairs with a fucking two-year-old. So I get to hear their kid running the whole time, but they've calmed down a lot. So I don't think that'll be a problem. Uh, We got people blasting reggaeton at seven in the morning. I had a talk with them, so that's not a problem anymore. My balcony is facing the driveway, but it looks beautiful when it is sunset time at around 8.30 p.m. Um, And I've had a couple of people come over and they loved it. Um, Also, for my my guys out there, um, I never thought this would be a big deal. But having your own apartment is huge. Very big deal, especially with girls. Like when they come to you, you have your own apartment to make, and you have no roommate. It's like a big, it's a big game changer. This place, in my opinion, I live in a one, I live in a big one bedroom. So it's pretty big, but it's a one bedroom. I'm like, oh, who the fuck, who the fuck would be impressed by this? And, you know, she was impressed. So definitely, I don't care if you got to work weekends, work those extra hours. If you want that freedom, if you want that, um, that extra plus, get your own fucking apartment. It, it's definitely a, a great investment. I wake up in the morning and I don't have to deal with anyone. I don't have to talk to anyone. I could just be alone with my thoughts. And yes, it costs more money to have your own apartment, but I'm making more money because of that. Because I just have so much peace of mind that when I'm ready to start my day... I'm so much more productive. I used to wake up. I used to smell the owner of the house's fucking cigarettes. He even told me he didn't smoke. I have to hear his fucking dog barking. Just the smell of the place pissed me off. Um, back at home, much as I love my mom, loud, stepdad, loud, annoying. And I would just start my day negatively. Now I'm starting my day on a very positive note. And that's definitely brought me a lot more happiness. So if you were really on the fence about getting your own place, get your fucking own place. It's huge. The peace, the quiet, the, it's just amazing. So I'm glad I didn't release this episode until now because I wanted to let you guys know the, um, you know, me looking back in retrospect, okay? But before you leave, make sure to go to my website, immortalsjujitsu.com, my Instagram, at coolrack at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu, at Rambling with Rack. Make sure to buy my instructional Sultan of Strangles Scarf Hold series, and I will see you next time.